Yeah. Okay, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, everybody. I am joined here today by Maria Farmer. And I do have to say before I introduce uh, Miss Farmer, I, I have to say, I mean, this is probably, well, most definitely, since I've started the show, arguably the most important, significant, uh, humbling conversation that I am about to have that I've ever had, and I've ever had the honor of um, having a, a conversation with. Miss um, Farmer, how are you today? Thank you so much for coming oh, on. That's such a sweet thing to say. I'm doing well, thank you. I'm a little tired, so. <laughs> <laughs> so just for those who don't know, you are an artist. Um, you uh, yes. are, are also a whistleblower and a yes. survivor of the whole Epstein phenomenon. You uh, right. lived, You lived with Ghislaine and Jeffrey for many yes, months. A year. Right, a year. for yeah. a full year. So again, as we said before we started recording, please start wherever you like. Uh, please, the floor is yours. Speak on whatever you sure. want to speak on specifically. And uh, there, there's no you know, formal structure or anything like that. Uh, could we start, I guess, with uh, the way it happened with um, Eileen Guggenheim at the New York Academy yes. of Arts? Or yes. Okay, now yes. I just wanted to say very quickly, just before we start for the audience, there is a lot of things that Miss Far that Maria told CNN, uh, you know, all these different outlets, and they did not air it. They simply did not air it. And th there came a point where you said, if I'm not mistaken, you, very recently, you wanted to speak to these networks about Les Wexner. And they said, yes, actually, all yeah. year, it's well, it's been for the last two years, I've been begging. And, and Les Wexner was so much a part of the story in all right. of them. And they right. would just dismiss it and they would come all every network came back to me. These were their comments. Les Wexner is too powerful. Um, Les Wexner has uh, put all of his lawyers on us. So we can't we can't air that part. Unfortunately, the Les Wexner part won't be included because of the lawyers and because of his power. And, you know, it just keeps going. I, I hear they, the same they've thing said, like word for time. word. They said they've said this to you. Yes. Yes. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. So the main thing for me through this whole journey has been not Epstein. It wasn't about getting Epstein. And for me, it wasn't even about getting the land. I want, I want Wexner's head on a platter. I want that guy exposed. So before and, we go and, forward, I, I just want to explain for the audience very quickly. Les Wexner is uh, the founder of Victoria's Secret. He has very deep Mossad ties and uh, Italian and Jewish mafia ties as well in New York City, if I'm not mistaken. And um, oh. he's yes, many our audience very, I'd say 90, 95% of them know who Les is because thanks to you, I've, I've referenced a lot of what you said uh, in our previous members episodes, but please yeah. carry on just for those that don't yeah. know. And I always called it the Jewish mafia of it it's really not it's just old Khazarian mob that's what right. it is okay. Jewish people have nothing to do with it I just feel like defending that because you know I could never figure it out because um all my boyfriends in New York were Jewish you know right and and none of them behaved like this and and one of my best friends in the world and so this is a different this is a different animal we're dealing with this okay. beast <laughs> right Les Wexner, and I, I I when I reported it I said I'm reporting the Jewish mafia just because that's how they identify you know, right. and I, I did at the time believe they were Jewish. I didn't know that they were just this mob. Um, but right. yeah, Les, Les Wexner um, it, it was absolutely in charge of Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. And it drives me crazy. I mean, Ghislaine told me this. Jeffrey told me this. Everyone knows it. Everyone in the news. And firsthand, they told you? 
Oh yes. Firsthand. Um, so, so Jeffrey firsthand said to me, um, that all of his money came from Les Wexner and he said, Les Wexner is the only person, you know, I have to listen to, I have to obey him, but no one else. And it's a pretty good gig. You know, I mean, that was, I'm paraphrasing. Right. And then, um, and then Gilan said, you know, we work for Wexner. She made that very clear. So everyone would always say that to the point where, when I was trying to escape the estate where, um, you know, they brought me that where Jeffrey and Gilan took me, um, I was trapped there for three months at, at Les Wexner's house. And sorry, and, just, just to clarify very quickly, uh, just so we get the, the order right yes. for, for the for the audience um, in the in the Netflix documentary, for those who have seen you had explained, although, you know, granted, Netflix took a lot out, it seems you explained that Eileen Guggenheim uh, was heading the New York Academy of Arts. Uh, uh, I yes. guess expose or sort of show that you were doing one evening and Jeffrey and Ghislaine saw your art and they liked it. Right. Right. Okay. And yeah, so that, that was, but then, then I was forced by uh, Eileen Guggenheim. who's not really a Guggenheim. She's uh, just, you know, uses that name. <laughs> huh. I mean, her name is Guggenheim, but it's not um, from the art family. And she Got wants you. everyone to believe that it's the art family. Right. But it's not. And she and her sister have have milked that forever. But um, anyway, yeah, Eileen Guggenheim was sort of uh, wouldn't stop pushing them on to me. So after that first introduction, I lost like a lot of money, but I didn't think of it as anything more. And then later she asked me to be um, to go with her and with a couple of other girls right. to the um, estate in New Mexico and Zorro we Ranch to yeah to Zorro okay Zorro Ranch this is yeah, allegedly so the estate where Epstein I'm not sure if you've heard of this this rumor or not he had an underground sort of laboratory yeah uh, yeah yeah, he did. yeah yeah oh he did. yeah do you so, know yeah. do you know this for a fact he did right so yes but okay. I don't actually um but, but when I first went there with Eileen Guggenheim it was there was just trailers you know they were just okay. setting it up and anyway, I mean, they did have some buildings and they had some of the underground, but they didn't have the above ground. Was the like, construction Zorro mysterious? And... Like you had to sort of like people were very ominous and quiet about what was being built there and things like that or what was going on there? Everything around Jeffrey and Ghislaine was ominous and quiet. Okay. No one ever talked about anything. So it wasn't any different than all of his other places. Right. But yeah. So anyway, she brought me there and then she took me to... Um, well, then, and then, you know, it was a little bit of a weird experience because it was very sexualized, the dinner. They kept talking about stuff and they had like condoms and falsies and it was just very weird and inappropriate. You know, we were all students and this yeah. woman has pushed us into this. And then we go to the other, um, uh, well, then, then I actually had a job with her sister for the summer, which didn't work out so well. So then I was Sorry, once with again- who's, with, with whose sister? With Eileen Guggenheim's sister okay, for the okay. But anyway, I'm writing about all this, so I don't want to go into too much detail. But basically, sure. um, basically, that's how I fell into their hands, um, was being would, shoved by... Sorry, did you... I really don't mean to interrupt you. Uh, no, I promise this will be the last time. Did yeah. you go to Zorro Ranch first and then to Les Wexner's Ohio estate, or was it the other way around? Yes. yes. Okay. Les Wexner's place was the last place I ever went with them, and it's okay. the last time I ever saw them except that's not really true i saw them at the academy two years later 
And it was horrifying. I was with my baby sister and my baby sister walked up to them and told them they were perverts. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and what did my they say? Really, my sisters are very cool. Everyone just kind of laughed and Jeffrey looked embarrassed, you know, but he really? was like, yeah, it was funny. Jeffrey yeah, looked at Ep- Jeffrey Epstein looked embarrassed. He's got this whole the media's got this whole yeah. uh, thing that he's a man of mystery. He's got everything planned. He's never, you know, caught off guard type thing. He was caught off guard several times. I've seen him be caught off guard. Yeah. He was um he had a giant ego, you know, he was a narcissist, but he also I saw I saw him slip a few times. Yeah. Where he was, I could see his human side. I guess you'd want to call it human, but right. I'm not so sure about these people. Like you and I talked about this, and yeah, I would explain to people for years. Everyone would say, "So why did you only have one job, and now you work for yourself, and you're struggling, and you're poor?" And I said, "Because I will never work for anyone again. Because I worked for this group of quote unquote people, and it ruined my life. And it was, and I, and everyone says." Well, you know, most people aren't like that. And I said, well, I don't know that. And all I know is this was my experience of this group of people and they were not human. And I don't even know what I mean by that other than to say they don't behave. They're definitely all sociopaths and none of them behave like any humans I've ever met ever. They don't treat people with any level of compassion, but forget about all that. They're also just totally bizarre, kind of robotic and uh, most of them are Ivy League stupid. So, I mean, like I have family that went to Ivy League and, and it's and I know it's indoctrination camp 101. That's all Ivy Leagues are. I figured mm. it out this year. I was like, thank God I didn't go to an Ivy League right. um, because it really is an indoctrination camp. And those people that I know who went to Ivy Leagues can't see the coronavirus. They're incapable right. of seeing this is a scam. Okay, so before we, I I did want to ask, before we get to, I I had a few more questions about Zorro Ranch, but I I mean, this could, I mean, I'm just, I'm blown away. I'm like fanboying out right now, but is is there um, anything pertaining to what's going on right now with COVID that you see happening that happened, that happened to you personally 20, 25 years ago with with Jeffrey, Elaine, the Mossad is, do you see that now being projected onto the world with COVID? Yes. God. Yes. Okay. So the only reason I came forward, okay. I was doing all these interviews with all the networks except NBC and Fox who literally were trying to hide our story. Those are two networks that really, really wanted our story to go away. Pretended like you didn't exist. Yes. But not only that, they do not want the truth out there. Fox news supports, um, supports, uh, Rose McFucking, they have her on all the time. Rose, Rose McGowan. Yes. Yeah. That's just because she'll bash my lawyer. So they have her on. She's a total circus clown with like body dysmorphia. Every week she gets like more plastic in her face. And it's so disconcerting because a lot of these people do. And, um, but anyway, uh, they have her on and then they have, and they always have them on Tucker. They have, uh, what's his name? Um, Alan Dershowitz on. Yeah. And Alan Dershowitz bashed me. I was in um, chemo. So the only time they ever let anyone dealing with us on was they let him on to totally defame me and lie about me. He lied about everything I said to Whitney. He took everything and twisted it, you know, to Whitney Webb. Yes. Yes. Um, So anyway, let me say this. I'll forget. So the only reason I came out, uh, sorry, I'm also, I just went through chemo last year. So my brain is weird. So I have to like, just say things as I'm thinking of them. Please, please, please. But, um, 
the only reason this uh, I came out to the other networks, I mean, for you guys, like to independent people, like to Whitney or Bobby or any of these people is because my story was not getting out there at all. And the, the reason being the main part of my story is um, having been kidnapped, being kept inside very, very much. As soon as they started to say people need to stay inside and wear masks, I panicked. And I, and so I came out and I called Whitney and I called Jason Berman, a bunch of people, because I was like, I need to go ahead and tell people what's happening because right. the overlap, the parallels are uncanny. Um, it's exactly like being controlled by the Wexners, this, this pandemic. And I will you, are you, you referring to the coercion and the manipulation of, of like, yes. okay. All of it. The lies, uh, the same networks are lying that were lied for Wexner are lying about the scam. The same, and I'll tell you something, because I had cancer all year, for two years, actually, the last two years, I've been in the hospital since 2019, like every day, and not just one hospital, dozens of them in a couple different major cities, and in those hospitals that were completely empty, you saw chairs pushed against the wall, there's nowhere to sit, it says do not sit here, and then it signs everywhere, flashing COVID-19, and they have all these um things where they scan your face now and I won't let them scan my face because I have a brain tumor Mm. and they have um, you know they ask you 2,000 personal questions and then they want to take your temperature and give you this nasty test before you can even go in the hospital now so as soon as all this started erupting yeah I recognized okay things first of all this thing is a lie you know we're probably just dealing with the flu and they're this is a con it just felt I could feel it in the center of my body that it was the the same studies and the numbers now are are so strong that even the mainstream media is having trouble debunking it. They're just trying to downplay it, you know, like about how the side effect. Yeah. Yeah. Mainstream media is like CIA. I I don't know how to explain it to you. They're evil. So the CIA is right now not allowing me to have my um, FOIA request met. And that's my Freedom of Information Act. Every American has the right to to something like this. And so I actually have been trying to get it for a long time. There's a really amazing woman, Angela Clemente, that is working on this. Um, She's been trying to get Wexner and, you know, his group for a very long time. And sorry, if I I may ask, if it's not personal, um, and if it is, please just tell me, what are you trying to get? I think we spoke about this last night for your FOIA. My original original FBI report from 1996. And that's the report where I talk about, I, I say I'm reporting the Jewish mafia and that Les Wexner is in charge of it and that he has Gilan and Jeffrey working for him and that he's around Donald Trump and... Alan Dershowitz and, um, and uh, what's his name? Um, Bill Clinton. You know, I reported all of them and to the, the FBI, FBI in 1996. And they, they, and they and hung they up on you? Or? No, 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 no. They just okay. said, they just took everything down. And then I didn't hear from them for 10 years. They did not offer witness protection, knowing I'm reporting the mafia. Mm. They didn't, re- they wanted me dead. It was very clear. Then the FBI came to me, found me in the woods and like in the middle of nowhere, literally knocked on my door at like night. And, and I was terrified anyway. And they said, we're going to get Jeffrey finally. This is, you know, 10 years after. So this is 2006. Of course, that was all a lie and they weren't going to get him. And um, it was a terrifying time for all of us, for all the survivors. And that was when I found out that, that he's been he and um, Jeffrey and Wexner, all of them had been raping children all along. 
And you said um, you also said that Ghislaine, uh, you used to switch phone numbers every two to three months and Ghislaine would somehow still find out yeah, your new number. She would call me. Um, I mean, not every two to three months. At first it was, I was every couple of weeks, I was changing my phone for every couple of weeks at first and then about every few months. And then once I left New York, I would change it like every six months. And I just always kept a different number and a different location and a different name because she threatened my life. Yeah. Right now. And Ro, um, just wanted to, to sort of close off some of the, the topics here. Rose McGowan, you, we spoke yesterday, um, obviously off the record you see you had said that rose deliberately was picking and choosing who could be in the sort of hashtag me too circle yes yes okay. so um she had she had a movie star i won't say who right now contact me a movie star is a okay a b actress <laughs> contact <laughs> me to tell me they're all b actresses that are picking on us um and the, you know they aren't known nobody like knows who these people are they're like b-level bad actresses from tv shows from the 90s you know okay. but anyway so she had this one that's in movies call me and tell me that we're not that the epstein people are not invited to the me too movement because rose mcgowan and then covid hair didn't want us in it and covid hair is is the one who started me too and rose was like the one who kind of latched on and took it as her own cause i think and, and COVID, instead of covid the, hair is the person yeah. yeah, let me say this, though. Instead of it being like a thing for all women, you know, to actually care about women, they're they're actually disinviting people who were children when they suffered it. Not me, all the other girls. They were children. And who is this Rose McFucking to tell any child that they aren't part of a, a movement for women? So I think it's, I call it toxic femininity. And ironically, I have a neighbor here um, where I live who was one house down from me. That's a big part of the Me Too movement. She was like, Maria, that's ridiculous because she's a she's a uh, a Bill Cosby survivor. She's an amazing human being. It's really weird because I moved in the middle of the woods again and she's my neighbor. So I guess it was like a good place to move. Right, <laughs> for safety, right. For safety purposes. But um, she's a very outspoken, I'm not going to name who she is, but she's very outspoken amazing hero for women and she's like this was supposed to be a movement for women she didn't know that was going on behind the scenes and they're using like her to make it a big thing but then they're telling and i i have i have a theory on why that is i have a theory that um that those girls like covid hair and rose mcfucking and those losers covid hair is the individual you do do not want named correct the one no you could name her I don't know her name. She's from some bad TV show. Ironically, they played witches on a bad TV show. Um, And I just don't even know. I didn't know that Rose McGowan's name either until she was hateful to me. And then I figured out who she was. Yeah, I I have never watched their show Charmed. Literally, it's a a bad show from TV from the 90s. And all the all the people who are bullying the Epstein Mm. survivors are in that. We're on that show. It's two of them. Anyway, so um, I just think it's ironic that they're pretending to be to care about women when they don't care about people that were little girls. Right. So my point is, we have had everyone as an enemy in this case. It's really been shocking. So not only are the government is like the government in the black book and raped the children, but then you also have all the world leaders. And then you have these bad B actors that decided they're part of it. And they're going to tell us that we aren't allowed to speak out or be part of a movement. 
and we oh we weren't allowed to use their hashtag so i used it all the time <laughs> oh my god <laughs> now i we we had spoken yesterday uh specifically about um i had said to you uh, uh some of the jane does and for those that are not familiar jane doe is the name that is used by the united states federal government in a lawsuit when uh, a female wishes to remain anonymous and it would be john right. doe if it was a male um there was uh, there was a, a particular case i asked you about where um you cl thankfully clarified to me where we see in the the news right. that the this jane doe claimed that uh when she went okay, up to let go me get, yeah yes, yeah let me just interrupt there are sure. so many of them there it, have been imposters. so there have been so many wannabe epstein survivors and i want to tell them this listen bitches <laughs> i got cancer two kinds of cancer from it it wasn't fun I'm not rich from it. This isn't fun at all. So mm. you're not famous from it. It gives you like infamy. It's not even like you're attached to a gross person's name, you know? So if, if these people who want to go and be famous for something, it's really pathetic. They should probably pick something that was fun, you know? Like right. I would want to be, um, I don't know if I was going to just randomly pick something that I was a part of. Maybe it would be like I saved a bunch of people's lives or something crazy like that. It wouldn't be that I was raped and held captive when I wasn't, right. you know, I mean, it's right. just really weird. It's, I mean, obviously I'm not going to make up anything like that, but it's weird that these women, I don't know what's going on in society, but there is a deep, deep, deep sickness in women that I've seen since this case came out. And the people that I expected to be there for me were women. Mm -hmm. And you know what though, I do have a group of women that are incredible and strong. And then I have a group of women on Twitter that are like amazing, gorgeous, powerful women. but. And, and my neighbors here, I love, you know, I have a lot of good women in my life. So I'm not saying I don't, but I'm saying overall, I have been bullied online by women. I have not had one man bully me. And I just find that very interesting. It says something about, there's a lot of victim shaming going on in our society. It's like a thing. Right. And, and uh, I've been shocked by it. Yeah, I really have. I, I mean, when you see, I mean, when, I mean, it's, it's, it's insane when you see, you know, Alan Dershowitz on Tucker Carlson and Tucker saying, okay, you know, when you're on Pedo Island, you claim to have first, I believe Alan Dershowitz claimed he never was on the Island or he was right, there with, right. with his wife. Yeah. And then he said, okay, I had a massage, but I kept my underwears on. Like it, it, it was just a whole thing. But I, I, I did want to ask, uh, could you please, um, elaborate to the, the best of your memory uh, what you saw and experienced uh, going to Zorro Ranch, Epstein's New Mexico uh, property? Yeah. So, um, well, first of all, it was huge, like just wilderness. And we were told he lied about everything. So Eileen Guggenheim's like, we're going to be going to, they even lied about the location of it. It was really oh weird. Oh my God. So yeah, they called it another town, another city. And then when we got there, I saw the name of the city. I'm like, that's not the town. So they were trying to misdirect us in that way. Um, when we got there, we had to drive through, no matter where you go, if it's because everything's set up, I guess maybe he copied Wexner because that was a place that did not belong to Wexner first, allegedly, because okay. all of Epstein's other properties were, this is Epstein's wording, outfitted by Wexner. They were outfitted by Wexner, meaning they had all the cameras and all that stuff. And this Zorro Ranch was something... I believe Epstein said that it was his own little project. And so he told, he told he, you this. Yeah. Okay. That, that, that it wasn't Wexner's project, but I don't know if that's true, you know, because right. obviously he lied about everything, including the name of the town. Right. So, um, but anyway, um, 
when we got there, it was like an old Western building you had to go through. So it's like gated, you know, fenced off, yeah. um, totally gated. And then you get in through the Western town and everybody's like, hi, how are you? You know, making it seem like some fun thing, giving you a sweatshirt or whatever. Right. And then um, uh, basically uh, we just went to all these old, he had like a whole Western town on the estate set up. And okay. that's where the Clint, that's where the Clinton stayed. Um, but yeah, he had a Western town set up and then he had, um, I don't know, just like guest buildings. And it was just, it looked like an old um, movie set, like, right. you know, like an old Western movie set. Were you allowed to, well, first off, the first time going there, was there construction going on or was it already yeah. built? Okay. Yeah. No, it was all construction. Yeah. Underground um, construction. Well, some, things were built. Okay. some things were built. The main building was not built at all. So, okay. Was there yeah. anything that you may have noticed that, that pointed out to you that, holy crap, there's something they're, they're digging down. They're working on something underground by chance or. Um, no, not that time. No. Okay. Not when I first went there. No. Um, but the, the other thing I was going to say is I also, I never went to the Island. Thank God. Thank mm. God. Um, because I got out of there before that. And okay. um, because I got out after Wexner's estate. And, you know, everyone, everyone worked for Wexner. In fact, I was telling you when I called the sheriff's office to escape after being kidnapped for three months, they said, um, when I called 911, they hung up and then I called again. And the woman said, yeah, the sheriff's at the gate and you're never leaving. We work for Wexner and she hung up. So this so is, this is, at the, okay. Yeah. Cause I mean, like, can you even imagine you call 911 in America and you're supposed to get a, the police or a, a fireman or, or an, an ambulance. And so, I was yes. offered nothing. <laughs> if I, so if, if I just, uh, just for the record, I listened to your, your chat with Whitney just before we started yeah. doing this um, on my, on my walk, I listened. Um, so just to clarify, you were held captive on the Ohio less uh, estate owned by Les Wexner. Uh, That's right. You were held captive by Rand, a gentleman named Randy Bowie. That's right. Or well, I was held captive by the Wexners, um, but Randy Bowie was the one assigned to my, you know, to keep me in, so to keep Rand me inside. Randy Bowie was the one that was assigned to, uh, to keep you, um, yes. to, to make sure that you never leave or anything like this, correct? Right, right. Okay, he now. He was there when yeah. I first got there, and he was the one preventing me from leaving. So I'm, if, And he if assured I... me that I was never, ever going to leave. Right. And the only reason I got to leave is because I called everyone and their mother that I'd ever met, and I called, um, you know, everyone i called yeah. i called eileen guggenheim and told her that i think my sister's been raped and murdered she was the sitting dean of students at the new york academy of art and she's now the head of the board right she's president of the board still okay okay and the vice president of the board is another evil evil being and david schaefer but he's a whole nother story related to this um sorry maria he, I'm, I'm just sharing my screen right now just to clear yeah. for the audience uh, this is randy bowie Yes, that's Randy Bowie. Okay, and he also has a company that does all the security for a lot of Hollywood stars, correct? He does, yeah. He His company does security for, I can't remember the name of it. It would be great to know that so we could call it out. And he's but, removed yeah, all of his online is, stuff, right? Here he is Taylor Lautner's bodyguard, but he's bodyguard for a lot of different people. Um, I found out because the, um, what's their name? God, I'm trying to think of this couple. They're really big in Hollywood. Uh 
the guy's super good looking. I can't think of his name right now. Anyway, they had asked to interview me. And as soon as I told them that Randy Bowie was the one who held me captive, they never spoke to me again. And they are oh, Jay, this one right here. Jada Smith wanted to do an yes. interview with you. Yeah. And and right when you said you so you were explaining to Jada and her agent. This no, is it wasn't Smith's to Jada. Work. It was just to her. It was to her agent. Oh, and to her agent. Okay. Her agent was like, oh, I've got to go and she, I'll call you back. And I never heard back as soon and as I mentioned is, Randy Bowie. And her agent sounded interested until you mentioned Randy Bowie. No, her agent was set up. They were going to drive to get me. Oh drive to the God. state I live in. Yeah, for all that. Yeah. And then the second I mentioned him, it was off the table. And um, Randy Bowie's father, I was told, is an, was very prominent Mossad agent. When Randy Bowie introduced himself to me, he said, I'm special forces. Um, I was special forces. I'm Les Wexner's right-hand man. And he just kept bragging and bragging. And, and it's because I didn't know what special forces meant. Like I had to ask someone. <laughs> right. I was so naive. I had no idea what that was. And um, when he told me, I was, you know, I was an artist. I wasn't in the military. I didn't know this terminology. And um, Randy Bowie's the one when I first got there, he said, so you won't be leaving ever. Um, you have to call and ask permission to go outside. Oh my! So gosh. I had to call and ask permission from one of the their three bodyguards or Abigail Wexner. And uh, yeah. sorry, this this is so this right here is Eileen Guggenheim, correct? Oh God, yes, she's okay. Blessed. Now uh, this is uh, now Abigail Wexner. This is uh, this is her, correct? Oh God, yes, yep. She doesn't even look human, to be honest with you. No, I mean, none of them. No, let me tell you something. Eileen Guggenheim is not a human being. I don't know what she is, but that is not a human being. That is that creature is something. I don't know. I've never experienced anything like Eileen Guggenheim, Abigail Wexner. They all have the same energy. It's like the lowest level of energy. It's like nightmare energy. You know, when you right. wake up from a nightmare and you feel really, really bad. That's yes. how it is to be around these creatures. Now you, and, you yes, sorry. Yeah. And I used to really respect like, um, well, I think I have to wait and to elaborate on these creatures because they they actually put a uh, put. I'm not allored to speak of them right now. Sure, the academy. No problem. no problem. So what does that tell you, right? Yeah. So yeah. anyway, um, gag order. Yeah, they put a gag on me. I think it's off the table, but because I'm not going to go, I'm not going to take money for silence. Mm, I'm not doing. Right. Sorry, I'm letting people know what that school did to me. Right, and this is this is Les Wexner, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Les Wexner, do you believe that this marriage was like a, an arranged, prearranged Mossad <laughs> operation? Yes, yes, yes. Very much. Okay. Okay. I, I, this, all right. This, this makes a lot of sense. Now, you, you also mentioned to... Uh, sorry? Oh, I was just laughing because they're so ridiculous. Oh, like, I... Like, for I, them to I, act like they're even in love or, in, you know, married is hilarious. So they're, and then they made seen, they're Spawn. Not. They made Spawn. And their Spawn are kind of attractive. I'm like, no, they must have adopted those because they don't oh. look at anything like them. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So so you're saying that they never, from what you understood, they never got along? They never really... Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about them personally. I just know from rumors from the staff. You know, right. when you... These people... Oh, there's there she is at the stables in New Albany. That's where I lived. I lived right next to those stables. And, Whoa. And they, yeah. So they were building the stables when I was there. And, mm. um, yeah. I in was, Ohio. Yeah, in New Albany. Yeah, Ohio. And and you also said that Ghislaine would go out and recruit girls in a limo with Ivana Trump? Um, 
Yes, with the the mother, the old hag. Yes, <laughs> the mother. <laughs> with um, the, yeah, Trump's he, first wife. Yes, Trump's first wife. She is another monster that has that same energy and creepiness. Yeah, I rode in the limo with them. And afterwards, she gave me a plastic bracelet from her QVC channel. Like I was going to be really impressed and amazed. Oh, my God. And Trump gave me a piece of plastic. And I threw it out. The second I got out of the car, I just put it in the garbage. And actually that chef, Andy, saw me and he was laughing. And he said, they understand style, do they? Okay, so just to clarify, we okay, I really wanted to touch on this. I appreciate you bringing this up. Chef Andy, he was this, uh, I'll pull up a a picture of him um, while we're discussing it. But uh, Chef Andy was the um, the Epstein's personal chef. Yes, he went everywhere with him. He was, I called him the, the, he was he just basically knew everything he was um he was available i mean like like i told you epstein went to australia and he hated australia but i mean andy was with him no matter where he went so if they went to australia for 25 minutes even though it took two days to get there you know and come back that's where he went yeah and this 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 was andy right yes yuck they're all so creepy right okay yeah now i was around those creepy people all the time yuck they all I have mean, this, the same imagine? thing with their eyes <laughs> what? sorry you cut out there sorry oh i was saying imagine being in a room with all those people they're just it's just the worst energy on oh, earth man it's and this is him again right if i'm not mistaken yes that's him yeah. so ju- just to clarify your lawyers were trying to subpoena him and then ele- what was it 11 days after you did the interview with whitney webb after it aired uh, he was found dead yeah, he was found dead. So if we pull up over here. And I'll tell you right yeah. after that, my neighbors, I went to go have surgery for cancer to get, um, I had to have thoracic surgery. My cancer is all over my heart. It's really Oh my terrifying. God, I'm so sorry it's to lymphoma. hear. Thank you. It's lymphoma. And the weirdest thing about that is before any of this happened, I talked before I knew I had cancer on my heart. Um, I talked to David Ike and he said that they really go for the heart whoa yeah and i and then i found out i had cancer on my heart i'm oh like my oh that gosh. Was so but anyway i had to go get all that removed and so i went to kentucky for surgery um and while i was in lexington in kentucky my neighbor was watching my house and she said there was a young couple outside and they were looking all around the house and she came out and she said what are you doing and they said we're looking to buy a house and she said that house isn't for sale someone just bought it and they said, okay, well, we're FBI. Oh, my God. See, now, here's the thing. You're supposed to feel safe with when you hear the FBI's around, but I guess. Oh, no. no. It's the opposite. It's the opposite. Um, the FBI is going to, they're not going to have very much fun in the future because we will definitely be suing them collectively. All of, all of them. Imagine being one of the girls in Florida and you, you find out that this crime had been reported to the FBI or being the parent of one of those girls. Oh man, if I was the parent of one of those little girls in Florida and I found out someone, an adult had reported this to the FBI 10 years before, I'm afraid they wouldn't, st- I'm afraid I would right. have to do So ju- just to clarify, ju- farming, yeah. Yeah, wow. I mean, ju- so just to clarify for those that are watching visually um, on the screen here, this is uh, yourself and your sister, Annie, correct? Yes, yes. Okay, okay. So this was, we see here, Epstein and Ghislaine's Maxwell's uh, chef, the holy grail of the case. Yeah, the holy grail. Dies mysteriously, yes. Um, she, Epstein and Maxwell's longtime chef refers to him as Chef Andy. 
suddenly on April 7th, he suddenly died as Maria's lawyers were seeking to subpoena him for information on the case. Do you think this guy had access, like he knew everything? He knew everything. Here's the main thing. He was the only one who was there when Clinton was there. Other than um, oh. I know Shantae was on the plane with him because she was helping, you know, uh, steward the plane. But um, no one ever got to see Clinton. I mean, that was something they never did. So he's the link. He, that is the link. But you said Ghislaine would there. get Ghislaine would get all happy when Bill was coming. Oh, God, or... yeah. She would she would dress like really slutty and, oh. you know, put on a lot of perfume. I mean, she would smell really strong and, and bad. And and she would just look so um, over the top. And she would all day long, the president's coming, the president's right. coming. She'd be screaming at everyone to get things ready. All of her servants, you know, screaming at them. Right. And the fruit had to be polished and everything. The candy, uh, Chef Andy would have to go out and get all the candy and sweets to put in little containers so that the president could have them. So I, I did want to ask, uh, pertaining to the I, oh, uh, excuse me, Ohio property, you said there were sharpshooters and guard yes. dogs all over yes. the place like snipers yeah, so like hidden randy, away yeah so randy when he introduced himself he said i'm special forces i'm a sharpshooter there's three of us here and so there were three sharpshooters on the estate at all times and um he was one of them <laughs> yeah they carried their like assault rifle around oh and when I asked, I asked epstein about it and he said oh les is just super paranoid and i'm like yeah but i'm i was invited here and i'm treated like a criminal He's yeah. like, oh, don't take it personally. He's just really paranoid. And um, and it really bothered me too because Abigail could like see me all the time because there were cameras. Right. So and this is the house, correct? Yeah. Um, let me see. Yes, the house here. Um, yes. Okay. So second from the bottom, go to the bottom. Oh, yeah. Uh, there, uh, there it is. So it's here. really close behind. Okay. See the thing on top? on the it's it has four columns yep yeah that's where i lived whoa that's where i lived it was um so they never get this right it was thirty six thousand square feet holy that, or i'm sorry twenty six thousand square feet twenty six thousand square feet and then his house was over a hundred and twenty thousand square feet what do you yeah. do with all that space holy crap who now, knows it was really tacky Jesus. and he had this french decorator that um also decorated all of Epstein's places like because he was free for Epstein you know right right and you said there was a, an underground or the, a floor that would lift up was this in this yes. in, where you stayed no, or that was in the that was in the main house in the kitchen so if I'm looking here at say for example this picture I take it this is the main house that's the main house and the kitchen would be maybe on the right side or the left side um, or probably the left okay and the floor because, would lift because, up. Yeah. The whole thing, like, like, yeah. I didn't see it. The maid told me, but then I did find out from someone who visited the house that yes, indeed, that did happen. And so, the maid, and the, did the maid ever? <laughs> um, pardon? Oh, so I'm um, no, no, so so sorry, no, no. I I just wanted to say that the the the, the floor would lift up, and there was. I think you had said to Whitney that that Epstein took you to a, a room where he kept all of the um, uh, all of the tapes that he would record for Wexner or something like this. Yeah, so that was in in New York. Um, yeah, he brought Virginia to that place too um, because I was working in that house in New York. Right. That was um, and that was he said outfitted by Wexner. So all those all those cameras and everything were for Wexner, and he said everything fed to New Albany to Ohio. 
all the videos from all the estates. So even from Zorro Ranch, he did tell me Zorro Ranch, all of them, all the all the video cameras went to Les Wexner's property in Ohio. What about the pinhole they cameras in Victoria's no, Secret? All of, all of I don't know about that. I just okay. know that everything fed. Now those cameras obviously fed to Epstein's office. Yeah. Yeah. Because he watched me and I'm very, yeah. Uh, mm, okay. So j just uh, to clarify, he told, he gave you money to go buy clothes and you went, yeah. and he, you came, you came back and he described your body to you in a way that yeah. only, only a camera. Very could... Yeah. Right. Okay. Holy crap. So, the, so if I may ask, what was, what would be a few things about Epstein that the, the mainstream media or that people in general don't understand that you would want to clear up, for example, like, was he a smart guy? Was he, uh, was he okay. very, was he smart? Like they say, was he this truly this man of mystery? I think you told me he won the lottery a couple times. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. He won the lottery a couple times. Oh, there was something else I wanted to say. And this sure. is about Wagner. Um, some of the one of the girls is this amazing like Nancy Drew she's brilliant she looks like Grace Kelly and she's like smart like Nancy Drew she can find anything from the past and she found that basically Les Wexner funded the Iraq war I mean he was such a prominent person in in the funding of that war and in in promoting that war and pushing for that war and um that's kind of terrifying because that was a bogus war, just like the right. this pandemic. You know, again, we've got the overlaps of the same people pushing a lie. You know, yeah. Holy crap! So, you, oh right. my gosh, I'm sorry to ask your question. Oh no, no, please, please, but by all means, you don't have to answer oh, any oh, of what my did, questions. Oh, Epstein. Yeah. So, <laughs> what, Epstein, what was he like as a person? What was he? Yeah. yeah. So he was. This is awful. He was really charming. Um, he was really fun to be around. This is why he was able to. Be, he was really immature though like mm. um like they would always take us to movies or shopping and, and like they would pants each other stuff like that I mean just something really immature he and Gilan they would act right. like teenagers, or they would act like they thought that's how teenagers would want to act like when he was around Annie in front of me he was so immature but also you think well maybe he's just trying to relate yeah. and also I also thought because I had been around freaks non-human freaks for two right. years through that school and so i thought i thought those people were um uh, i don't know i just kind of felt sorry for them i felt right. sorry for jeffrey Lamb in a way i know that sounds weird but they were clearly so about money and it made me think that was kind of pitiful like i felt sorry for him and one day i talked to him about it and he said oh no you see all this maria see it all and he was um motioning in in the main room on the at the mansion in yeah. new york and i'm like yeah it's, it was all very tacky and i'm like yeah i see it and he said well i don't need any of it i don't need anything in here i just i could live in a tent but you know les wexner gave me all this for a dollar so i took it <laughs> holy shit yeah See, this is what makes people think that this was a ba massive bankroll Mossad operation. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, holy crap. Was he um, was he as smart as people say? Like, is there a lot of people? I no. know we spoke about this yesterday, but he may yeah. have been with math because I'm actually a math idiot. And when I was assaulted, he was watching a math show on PBS and math. I have math anxiety. So it was like, oh, God, like double anxiety for me um, to have that happen. Oh, my but God. Yeah, it was horrible.
but he may have been a math wizard. I don't know because I'm just, I don't speak math. You know, I'm just, I don't right. understand it. It's, I was pre-med until the math came along and I was like, right. yeah, I'm not going to be an artist. I'm not right. going to do that. <laughs> but, but, but he, he, his, I think it was just his charm and wit. And he had this way of, he had this like omniscient, omnipotent smile. Like he would smile, like he was in control of everything. And you just believed him because why not? I mean, he had this setting. He always did this thing too, where he would have like props. He used people as props. So like whenever I'd see him, he'd have like a quote famous person behind him or <laughs> you're not going to believe when I first went to the interview at his office, the person he had behind him was, um, God, I cannot remember her name now. I'm sorry. I'm so tired today. Oh, no um, worries. Um, I, I think I was on like knots landing or something. Yes. And, 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 um, I mean, I, no one would ever know who she is. And I only knew because of my age you, and I'd you, seen it like on my grandmother's TV. And you, you, know you I I told mean? me, yeah, you told me, I think you told me last night that he, he said, uh, he, he liked her sitting there because he viewed her as like the perfect woman in his eyes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Perfect woman. <laughs> so he would have women just sit there in his office, just sit there. Yes. Morgan Fairchild. That's Morgan, her name. Morgan, oh Fairchild. My, Morgan Fairchild. Oh my God. She was such a freak. She was all plastic. And this is in the nineties. I can't even imagine what she looks like now. Probably like, she probably looks like something, an inflatable that you'd put in the pool, you know? So let me, but let me pull this plastic. up here. This is her. Yes. Okay. She looks, pla oh yeah. Lots of plastic. Oh God. So plastic. Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And so he just loved her more than anything in the world, I guess. But anyway, he had her sitting on the radiator behind me and she just looked like a little plastic doll and it was hard to concentrate. And it was a job interview. And I'm like, why does he have her there? But he always did that with people. Like I watched right. when he would have other people coming and he would have his little, I don't know, groupies come and sit behind him. And that's so strange. There she is. Look how plastic. Yeah. That's a picture. Like, look. How much plastic that woman she doesn't even look the same huh was, was just curious was was epstein was he a very impulsive person like because you said he'd get he just randomly say hey i, I gotta go I, I need to go shopping or you know i gotta go do this or was his day very structured from what you remember uh that was the thing i don't think it was structured i think it was structured in an unstructured way like mm. let me say he would he would plan it was really gross because i didn't know it was happening but he would be in like three different locations a day and that was usually for three different girls you know children right and um so he's definitely organized that with guillan did you they ever see him that organized. did you ever see him do any like wall street work as they say or no. okay and i had a friend at the time who's now a billionaire john paulson jp and he is a billionaire from Holy wall shit. street and, and he, he was a very good friend of mine. Um, totally the opposite of Epstein, like very serious. He wasn't super charming, but he was just a good guy. And, um, I thought he was a good guy. At least I never, he was never inappropriate. He was so kind. And this um, gentleman, correct? JP and he worked. Yes. That man. I love okay. him. And he worked all the time. Um, he was so good to me. He helped me start a company cause I was starving and I did very well. But anyway, JP um, was the opposite of Epstein and he wasn't flamboyant. Like he had a lot of money, but he didn't show it, you know, and Epstein was all about showmanship. It was all like showy, showy. Everything was tacky, you know? Yeah, right. Um, now they, too. they were very over the top. They wanted to make sure everyone knew they had money. 
And they never did anything for any of us. Like they would say, you know, they'd buy you clothes you didn't want from a store you didn't like, or, <laughs> you know, food that you would never eat. Or they just didn't listen. You know, right. they never, yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. So now as it pertains to um, Epstein winning the, the lottery, uh, did he tell you this or did you find out some no, other way? No, I found out through paperwork, um, through this girl, Marika, that's just this amazing, amazing researcher. She can find anything. She's the one who found out that he funded the war and that they, she found the, the Jewish billionaires club from the nineties. And on the top of, I'm going to get that paperwork to you. Cause it's, you can show it on, then you can show it, but it's fascinating. The first person listed on it is Bill Gates. This is from the nineties. The second, you know, and these people met in Israel. Okay. Right. And, and then, so the second person listed was Les Wexner and I'll be damned if the third wasn't guess what Jeffrey Epstein. So Bill Gates has known these people a long time and for him to pretend he hasn't. And then um, Alan Dershowitz pretends like he didn't meet, Jeffrey Epstein until after um, I worked for Jeffrey Epstein. That's a convenient thing. They all pretend like they had nothing to do with him during that era. And I wonder why that is. I think that era is when they were raping a lot of children. Right. So this is something I think of in the 90s, you said that it was very unclear as to what their career or what him and Ghislaine were doing. They had these random offices, like very shady type of stuff. Well, going well on. I thought he worked on Wall Street. I just couldn't figure out why JP worked and slept on his desk and worked so hard. I was on errands for JP because he didn't have time to go get food because he was working. And and that's how I work on my art. You know, I worked 12 hours straight and not sit down, you know, and just, I mean, my legs would go numb. I worked so hard and I didn't understand how he had all this money and all he did was sit around and go to movies and act silly and buy clothes for people. Right, right. So it was confusing. They tried to keep it all smoke and mirrors. Gilan was really good at look over here, look over here while he's doing something over there and vice versa. So that they were always distracting you. Right. I mean, I figured it out when I was assaulted. Boy, I knew right away as she's leading me in the room. She said he wants a foot rub and then my stomach just sank. I knew. I was like, oh God. This was at the Ohio State. Yeah, I just I just assumed I would just be brutally raped and maybe oh killed because gosh. I knew I was being watched under video all the time. Right. And I and I wasn't allowed to open the doors or the Dobermans would come running or any you know, I just couldn't I wasn't allowed to go right. outside. So yeah. Oh my gosh. Now, as it pertains to the um uh, the I remember you saying that Ghislaine Max Ghislaine used to beat some of the Filipino maids. Was this at the Zorro Ranch or no, I, I mean, she would scream at them. Okay. I saw her screaming at them. Um, I don't know. I'm sure she beat them too, but I just didn't oh, see Oh, sorry. My, my apologies. Idea. I didn't mean to put no, words that's okay. Sorry. No, that's okay. But she used to scream at them. This was at all the estates. All the maids were Filipino. Oh, oh my gosh. So, so do, did, do you have any, uh, did any of them speak to you about saying they were trafficked or anything like yes. this? Or, yes. Oh, stolen. really? They said they were stolen. Two of the women in New York said they were stolen. I was taking a nap one day. And one of the girls came in and she said that they'd been stolen when they were younger. And so I always use that word. People were like, what happened to you? And I'm like, oh, I was stolen for the summer. And people are like, what are you talking about? I mean, back then, no one used the word traffic. I didn't know what that meant. Sure. Um, I had no idea uh, what was going on. But the way I figured out what was happening is that the night of the assault, um, I somehow, like, while it was happening, I was like, oh, my God, my sister's been alone with them. Oh, my God, I bet she's dead. 
you know, and then, and then it was just, that was like a moment of um, hell. Right. Because I assumed, you know, Annie, who is the most precious person I've ever met, wasn't here anymore. And I would have died, you know, and then, um, you thought that they, realized, you thought that they killed her. Yeah. I thought they killed her. I was assuming, you know, and then I, I also assumed that they took the photographs of my sisters from downstairs. I don't know where I got that, but I assumed it and I was right. And they did steal those photos. And the moment they left the estate, I went downstairs and went rummaged through my photos and two were missing. And I had them all, she didn't understand. I had them marked like three, a three B, you know, I had them all marked. So I knew which ones were missing. Right. And, and so you rifled through those. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Now there was also a, a case where you were able to prove that you had been at the um, Ohio estate because Les Wexner and his wife kept denying that you, um, that you even lived there. You had, um, Oh, what was it? My uh, driver's license. Driver's, yes, yes, your driver's license. Took, <laughs> you had it. They, I was moving, and my driver's license fell out of a book, and I was like, "Well, that's that's handy." And you were so able to prove to because yeah. you had the license shipped to their estate. Well, yeah, it went to number one White Barn Road, which is the address for their house, and it's the only address for that house. And they were trying to say I lived in a separate residence owned by Jeffrey Epstein only during that six months. You know, they 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 they're they're liars. Right. The Wexners are cons and liars. They create wars. They fund wars. They're evil. I cannot get right. anybody to discuss Leslie Wexner. And Les Wexner, it came out through Twitter and through um, Judge Preska's release of, of names that yeah. Les Wexner raped Virginia when she was 16. Why is he not in prison? It came out. I called every network. I called every network and I said, please, it's come out now that, that Les Wexner raped Virginia. That proves that he was right. part of this. And she was 16 and that's illegal. And everyone hung up. They said, I'm sorry, Maria, he's too powerful. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They said they'll never be mentioning him. Holy yeah. crap. Now I, I did, I know you have not been to the island, but I did want to ask you, uh, speaking of which, I just want to show my, my screen with you now very quickly, just to show you even using DuckDuckGo, which is uh, uh, not yeah, as censored as reliable. Google. Right. Uh, Les Wexner, I just typed in raped uh, Virginia Dufre. You can find it, but it's still, I mean, you see how the mainstream media, they, they, they won't touch it. You, uh, you yeah. see as I scroll through here. Um, you know, godlikeproductions.com, not exactly a mainstream media outlet, right? Um, yeah. We'll talk about it, things like this. But I, I did want to ask too, I know you have not been to the island, but I believe Ghislaine had her uh, uh, submarine license. Um, there were some Oh, yeah, she did. She told me she did. Oh, she um, told you. She, okay. Yes, she had her submarine license well before that island. But she had her, um, she got a, a license to fly the helicopter for the island. Okay, that's interesting. Why you would need a license? I mean, that. I Why mean, do you would... need five passports? She had five passports. Yes. Uh, you saw this firsthand. Yes. Yes. Oh my god! And and okay. So sorry. Before we get to the passports, I just want to ask here. This there's been speculation. If you look closely, um, it, hopefully I it, you can see what um I, I'm showing it well enough that there was some type of underground complex. And oh, I'm sure. some people speculate there was some, you know, occult rituals that went on oh, and then they look at the building, right? I mean, that's an occultist building. It's a and, temple. And they would then ship the kids onto the submarine, which Ghislaine would then, you know, I have no would... idea about that. I don't know. Okay. All okay. I know is all I know is when I saw little girls coming and going like 
an insane number through the front doors of that mansion for a year. And they claimed that they were all modeling for Victoria's Secret. Right. They, that's what they all claimed. Yep. Oh, my God. Well, because the limited, I said, Victoria's Secret has women. And Guillain said, it's the limited corporation, Maria. They have everything. So they did that, Abercrombie and Fitch. They had all those stores for children. Oh, because the limited was Wexner's brand, the, the L brands yeah. that, right, yeah, right, L that owned all they, the other companies. They used to call it the limited corporation. Then they changed it to L brands. Right. Yeah. Okay. But back and, then, it was the limited corporation. Oh, my and it was Because I remember her saying that. Yeah. And and now, with as it pertains to the passports with Ghislaine, so you she showed you like uh, she had a I believe an Israeli passport. Um, yep. Uh, British, a, Israeli, French, American. Anything with Saudi Arabia or Dubai or anything like that? I don't know. I can't Has, remember the other one. I don't oh, remember. I know there were five. Okay. And did Ghislaine ever like? Did I she wrote it in my journal. <laughs> oh my god okay also wow all right so did she ever say to you about anything about how her father was killed uh robert yes Mark yes she did so that's interesting so we were she had me over to her apartment that wasn't um that wasn't at his place so okay so at every one of his estates she had a whole floor he landed okay. literally a whole floor and it was her suite and like, I remember, I think it was in Florida, it was all like a mauve color, but anyway, it was just over the top. Like everything was just tacky and a sweet, not very comfortable floor. And she had maids constantly at her attention. I love the idea of her in prison now because it's the opposite. Right. If she's in prison, I'm very happy, but I, I, I have my doubts about that. But right. um, I'm sorry, you were asking. Oh, oh she, about so we were at her Maxwell. Apartment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we were at her apartment, which was separate from this. And it's before... It's not the place she sold to settle with Virginia. It was the place before that. Um, it was just, you know, a long time ago. So this was her first New York apartment. Right. And she showed me all these things that her dad had given her and ex-boyfriends. And like this British man gave her a set of um, silver hairbrushes. And just, <laughs> she was like bragging and showing me all this stuff. And then she showed me um, her uh, passports and she showed me her, her um, I mean, they were actually just, there these passports with these photo albums right. and so she started going through all the photo albums and as she's going through them she was one of those people who was like inappropriate with her emotions so it would just make you feel awkward because it's like she didn't have emotions so she would pretend she did and she would start you know like a sociopath or psychopath um inappropriately crying because she was crying about dad and I felt so uncomfortable you know I'm like uh I don't know what to do here, you know? Right. And she said that the damn people killed him. And, but, but it was weird because she was, we'd just been talking about, well, the picture, uh, you know, we were looking at was his funeral. He had a state funeral, she said. And it was this funeral that was amazing. And by the way, Marika found a picture of Epstein at that funeral. Whoa. Yeah. I need to send you that if I can find it. Oh my yeah, gosh. Epstein was at that funeral. He was there, yeah. That was definitely him. Holy um, crap. Yeah. So they've all known each other forever, you know, and it's all a game. Like when they pretend like they set each other up for these things. So you have this feeling like they've all known each other before they say they've met. 
they've definitely known each other before they say they've met. Why would you be in a billionaire's club together with someone in 1994, but say you didn't meet him until 2006, right after he'd been arrested for raping children? That's Bill Gates. Why would you do that? Why does Alan Dershowitz pretend like he didn't meet him until Les Wexner introduced him? Les Wexner hates Alan Dershowitz. Alan Dershowitz says he was the intellectual gift to Jeffrey Epstein. Boy, that is chutzpah, isn't it? Pretending like you were an intellectual gift. I mean, he's Ivy League stupid. So he's trying to get the whole country to vaccinate, by the way. Oh so my. you're asking the overlap. Every one of the players in this is forcing vaccinations on everybody. Every player Got in this. So I will never, ever take that damn thing. <laughs> right. Right. I wouldn't say since it since the flu goes away every year. I don't understand why people would take something for it. Holy crap. So now there was one uh, conversation we had yesterday as well, where you said that I keep when... trying to talk about COVID. <laughs> oh, no, 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 please. I'm not, I don't mean no, to, I know, I know. no, I don't no, mean to, to divert. It's a free flowing <laughs> conversation. I'm all, <laughs> I, know. I just wanted to get, uh, I just wanted to, because to, there's one thing I remember yesterday yeah. um, when we spoke, you said that when you were, you were fed up with Epstein Ghislaine, you said, F this, I'm quitting. You got out of the Ohio estate and all that stuff. Um, oh you, yeah. Uh, you said well, Jeff I... called you. And oh yeah, called, I was yeah. still there. Obviously, I was being held under. Oh, uh, sorry. You know, okay. I was I was still at the estate, right. and he called me, and he said, he said, "Don't be upset," you know. And he asked me, he said, "What do you need? What do you want? I'll give you anything you want." And I said, "I want my freedom," and I hung up. And, and how I, did you get out of there? How did was did they let you out? Okay. Or? No, no, they didn't. Um, Randy Bowie was at the door. And he wasn't going to let me out. And he told me, you are never going anywhere. And that's like a very upsetting thing I can't discuss right now. But basically, it took 12 hours. And I was so I was re-kidnapped at that moment when Randy Bowie wouldn't let me leave. My lawyer said, he kidnapped you twice. You know, you were trafficked to the estate and then you were kidnapped during that 12 hours. And kidnapping has no statute of limitations. And the FBI cares so very little about me as a human being that twice they neglected to offer me witness protection when they asked for my help. And then they also, when I went to New York and with a brain tumor and they met with everyone, including this person who was never a victim of Epstein, but met him briefly for like five minutes, they interviewed right. her. She's some quote actress in California. They interviewed her, but they did not interview me. I was the only one that they didn't talk to. I'm the only one. They talked to everybody. And they mostly ignored Virginia, I believe. They shook her hand and introduced themselves, but they did not interview me. And um, sorry, who's they? When uh, the FBI. FBI. The FBI. Okay. Sorry. So um, the FBI has been abusive and neglected us, like all along. But the, when I finally went there with a brain tumor, they pretended I wasn't there in the room waiting for them. They interviewed my sister and everyone else. Oh yeah. my gosh. And holy crap. So now I, I did I also remember asking you uh, yesterday too, um, about uh, the, uh, what was it? Uh, oh, uh, Lady Claire. Uh, oh, La yes. Yes. Lady Claire. She, the house that she lives in now um, is where Eyes Wide Shut was filmed. It, well, it was. She was kicked out of that house. Here's what happened. I'm kind of proud of this. Virginia and I tag teamed her. <laughs> really? Virginia is such a hero, but I got to be part of this one and it was exciting. Um, so I called, I, I just had like this sense, of, I have this sense with this case. 
and nothing gets past me. Any lies don't get past me. I freak out about anyone lying in any way about it. You can ask the lawyers. I like freak out. I'm like, they're lying. Right. And um, basically, so this, with this case, um, uh, basically uh, I had this sense about just bringing up Claire because I was tired of it being a secret. Right. This and is so her, correct? The- yes. Okay. She's nasty. That's her many years ago. Oh, That's when she okay. Was yeah. Th- this is her now, I guess. No, no. Oh no. Oh, okay. that would be that would be quite an aging process. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. I was gonna say. <laughs> I don't think you'll find many pictures of her. Yeah. Okay. She Got was, you. But she's not a countess anymore because I wrote to um, Virginia and and I said, hey, did you ever meet Claire Hazel? Because she was my handler, and um, Claire Hazel was a constant companion of Jeffrey Epstein. And she was on the Wexner estate all the time. And, and Virginia went off on her and wrote all this stuff about her, making it very clear that Claire is part of it and was a co-conspirator and harmed her. And so the next day, Preska happened to release names for people that had harmed Virginia. And yeah, Preska and meaning Judge Preska. Yeah, just Judge Preska. She's a creep too. But yes, she released names slowly in a drip so that it wouldn't make the news and be a big deal and to protect. And so no one paid attention to it because they were released slowly. So she released Wexner is one of, was one of the people that raped Virginia and, and Claire Hazel. Well, Claire Hazel, luckily we got a little, a little action with that. Her husband dumped her, kicked her out of the castle, so to speak. And the next day, she was in charge of the English Heritage, uh, Children's Heritage Society or something. And she was kicked off of that too. Oh so God. luckily Claire, she's still a billionaire, but luckily she was knocked down a few notches. In terms of like the, the power hierarchy or whatever you, you yes. want to call it. Well, she's been humiliated and she's all about social status. So yeah, all these right. people, all they care about is what people think of them, not how they actually treat people behind the scenes. They don't mm-hmm. care about that. Right. And I had asked you yesterday uh, off the record, if there was any one individual, you said they all did, but anyone that stood out more than others that really looking back now genuinely felt like they've had this energy and aura about them that they truly were not human. You said Claire was probably number one. Yes. Claire was number one. Okay. There is something about her. Like I cannot, you can ask anyone who's ever met her. She is demonic. There's something, I don't know what is wrong with her. I don't know if she's like, I don't know. I don't know if it's just her greed. I don't know if she's something else. I don't know what she is, but she was number one. Number two was Gilan. And, um, oh, definitely like the, just the energy you can feel from looking at pictures of some of them. You can tell. Yep. There's just, it's just something is very wrong with these people. Very, very wrong. I have no idea what it is. I mean, I'm honestly at the point where I'm like, are they aliens? Like uh, nothing would surprise me. If you want, if you want to know what, what, what my, uh, like my, uh, like our community thinks on our end here and yes. stuff like that, it's the, honestly, there are a hand, quite a few people that would say, and you're more than welcome to join us for like private zoom calls or what have oh, you. Oh, I but, would love to. Oh, I think you'd love it. I think uh, you'd fit right in, but there's some that literally believe that they are. And I, I agree with this. There is a, 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 some type of energetic infestation that some of these people have had put into them and they're carrying out the orders of these, whether, whether they're extraterrestrials, you know, Oh my God. Yes. That would make sense. I know that sounds weird, but that makes so much sense because their, their energy is so bad. 
right. that when I would try to explain for years, people were like, why don't you want to have, you know, a regular job? And I'm like, I can't be around the energy of people who would employ me. And they're like, no, Maria, no one else is like that. And I'm like, I don't know. I can't go through it again. You know, right. <laughs> it's chosen poverty over um, these people. And I would do anything to not have anything to do with them too. But really they wouldn't go away until I battled them. I had wow. to battle them. Honestly, I think my cancers, I know this sounds really weird. As horrible as they've been, they've both been a gift because they were my leverage over these assholes because they don't like to reveal that they're truly evil to, to the masses. Yes. So they don't really pick on me when I have cancer. It's really right. hard. Yeah. yeah, and the FBI is definitely um, working hand in hand with them. You would they're just okay. so the FBI wow. is truly, truly evil, truly evil. You just believe me. They are truly evil. And when you reported Wexner to the FBI, it, did it sound like they already knew of what you were speaking of? I asked if they had a file. I said, do you have a file on him? And he got like kind of weird. He didn't, I don't remember what he said, but I think it's weird that I asked if they had a file on him. I was just a little, little girl. I don't know where that came from. I was like, you know, young in my twenties. And I, I have no idea where that came from, but um. I must have known that they knew, you know, you can just sense things and wow. Yeah. There's some bad energy there with these and people. There, there was one thing I just wanted to clarify as well too, that we spoke of last night was that on, in the Netflix documentary, when, when you told Epstein, I'm done with this, like I'm leaving. And he said, no, no, no. Like, what do you want money? This or that, whatever. Yeah. Netflix made it seem like Epstein was again, the, the man in control. Like, you know, they, right. at least that's how, like, yeah. you know, he called you and said, Maria, whatever you need, I got in a confident way, but you said totally yeah. opposite. He was desperate. Yeah. Sounded desperate. He, he, was, sounded he was very insecure at that moment. Yeah. So, okay. And right. I saw him get that way a couple times about things. Like if anyone ever said no to him, right. You know, he didn't handle that very well. Um, I saw him get mad at chef Andy once. It, he never got mad at me, but um, he always had Gilan being the one to be mean to us. And then he was the good cop, you know? Yeah. And he was definitely the bad cop. Can I ask why he, if you remember why he was upset at chef Andy by chance? Um, it was when they got back from Australia and I know that chef Andy had hoped that they were going to, um, they were, he had hired, I think Andy might've been Wexner's guy on the limitless okay. because Andy told me he was hired, um, from a yacht by, by Epstein and the limitless the, is the name of the yacht. Limitless. Yeah. Is okay. Wexner's yacht. Um, I don't know if that's the yacht that Andy was hired from, but I always got that feeling because everything was just kind of in the family. Whatever was Wexner's was also Epstein's, you know? Right. And um, so Andy had said he was disappointed because they were supposed to go on the yacht and Andy was going to be able to cook on the yacht. And that's really what his job was. It was the only time he'd ever said that to me. But he said, I'm not supposed to be doing this on airplanes and in the house. I'm supposed to be a chef on the yacht. And, and so I think they got in a fight because Epstein wanted to leave and Andy wanted to be on the yacht. And that do was, you, do you they, find it interesting that Epstein always had Andy with him? Did Epstein, do you feel like uh, apparently Epstein didn't like to eat out? He only trusted food that was made by Andy. Oh, he wouldn't eat anything that wasn't made by Andy. Yeah. Do you think he was afraid people would try to poison him or something like this? Probably. Or, I don't okay. know. I think he also was just worried about I mean, look, his little friend Gates was genetically modifying the universe. Maybe he was afraid of that, you right. know, and he wanted to be healthy. 
I always ate organic. So it was such a relief to have that job because everything in the refrigerator was organic and all the fruit, you know? And so Would that you, was always, I know this might be a weird question, but did you ever, did you share the, were you allowed to share the same fridge as Epstein or Ghislaine? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh really? Oh wow. Yeah. I'm, su I'm su excuse me. I'm surprised that they would put yeah. like, I mean, was it just you that was allowed to go in there or others too? Uh, Andy and I, Andy and I both. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. And, and the maids were always in there, you know, polish, they made them polish the fruit What? and the floors. Yeah. Polish They're the really, fruit. Yeah. Gilan's really into having servants and she thinks of, this is what I was saying about supremacy. Yeah. This group of people is so weird because I'd never been around it. And, you know, my boyfriend at the time, his father was the head doctor at Sloan Kettering. <laughs> he was a very prominent family, the Mendelssohn's, and, and they were wealthy and they had homes and they were just not pretentious at all. And they never, ever, ever would have, they would have been embarrassed to like brag the way these people were bragging. And um, they were actually intelligent, but they didn't pretend to be, you know, so the thing I got with Epstein and his group is they were just everything was fake everything was facade the whole yeah because you know this when we, when it's present I don't know why the media even Netflix and all these other outlets like Peacock and not necessarily Peacock, Peacock uh, rather but why they make yeah. it seem like when Epstein called you and said what do you want it was sort of like more of a controlling thing because in terms of him being confident instead of him sounding desperate because once you describe it in the true way that it happened the veil of him being this mysterious all-powerful guy yeah and by the way that 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 version of him was written and orchestrated by Vanity Fair that version of him being all miss a man, international man of mystery. That's right. all a lie. Vicki Ward is Satan. She's another one. Her energy matches Gilan's and they were very, very good friends. Vicki Ward's son called me this year to tell me that she's um, a narcissist. And to, I mean, he emailed me all this information. So Vicky, I was like, Whoa. So Vicki Ward, for those who don't know, is the, is the woman I'm, I'm just uh, putting uh, my screen up here uh, who sat down with Netflix at the very beginning yeah, and pretended to be a victim correct correct don't hear something horrible about that that guy oh god they lied to me I was told that she was not going to be in it and there's another woman who was not a victim and we met Epstein and they portrayed her as a victim too and they had promised me they weren't going to do that with those two Vicki Ward is why I'm not on social media she wrote to me at the beginning of all this and said, you are so rude that you won't do these interviews with me. And I'm an Epstein victim. She and said like, that to you? Yeah, yeah, to me. What in the hell? Control. Well, she's one of them. She's, she thinks right. she's an elite. And she was living with um, Paula Zahn's husband, who married to him, this billionaire. Vicki Ward was just jacking it up with him for the last, you know, decade or so and he finally dumped her thank god but she's just um really into money like uh really really into money and will do anything for money you, including throw all the children in america under the bus to say that this guy's an international man of mystery she never wrote about him she oh. had that story she said i own your story really vicky if you own my story why didn't you ever write it right and there's another, you know, all these people, again, it's these women, these vultures. It has not been men that have formed, that, that tormented us. It's been women. 
And I feel like if Sarah Kellen doesn't go to prison for all those children she harmed for 10 years of her life, she likes to say she's a, a survivor. She sued the estate to get millions. She sued Sarah Kellen sued the estate. Yes. Yes. And I have a very bad feeling she's never going to be held accountable. I think Sarah Kellen probably knows what the feds are up to and what they were up to. And let me tell you this before we go. This is the thing I want to end it on. Sure. The FOIA. The FOIA. Right. I haven't been able to get my FOIA because the CIA won't let me. I didn't sue the CIA for the FOIA. I sued the government and the FBI. That's who you sue to get it. You know, the person you report to, right? And the FBI said, we can't, sorry, because CIA. Well, I think Epstein was CIA. And I guarantee you, Sarah Kellen knows it. And she has leverage. Why is she not in prison? Oh, my God. That, they, the FBI has everything they need to put that nightmare child rapist in prison. And they right. did. She's much, she's much worse than Gillian. Sarah Kellen is much worse than Gillian. And there are others. You know, there's um, the other one that should be in prison and was a procurer and co-conspirator is Claire Hazel. Nope, she's a billionaire. And uh, Sarah Kellen's worth a hundred million and just bought an island. What? Do you see a pattern? Do you see a pattern here? Yeah. They pay the co-conspirators to harm us, and one of them is Rena O. And now she's suing this horrible, hmm, I'll say trollop. <laughs> this, this creature was 27 years old when she went after this precious child. And, and I, I will say Virginia is, she's the most amazing human being that anyone could ever meet, literally. And people have no idea. She's a gift to all women. She's a true, fem that's feminism right there, doing that, protecting children, you know, little girls. Yeah. And um, what, what COVID hair and McFucken are trying to do is not feminism. It's anti-feminism. It's toxic feminism. And I'm not even into that word, but if we have to use it, I will say that I, I like, I love strong women and, and I know more of them than I've ever known in my life because of Epstein now and wow. because of, yeah, no, I got I to. If, if I could just end it with one last question, if, if that's all right, um, with, with all these women that to add to what you're saying here, with all these women that are coming forward and, and, and all that, the, the real ones, obviously, because, you know, there's the real a lot ones. of imposters that make and stuff. We all, we all recognize each other right away. And we all know when they're fake right away. Okay. Makes sense. Okay. That, that, because that, there's that. patterns. They don't recognize the patterns and they're stupid and they push it and make stuff up that doesn't have anything to do with the patterns of what we experienced. Yeah. Right. So very quickly, just to say that, that, for example, like we said last night, there was one Jane Doe that said that Epstein had a bunch of assault rifles put around her while she was pleasuring him. And then after they, they were over, it was over. He took her in a van to a bridge and said, I'll throw you yeah, over. She's a liar. Yeah, that's so, called being a liar. And Epstein, what you're saying that that was not Epstein's style to do that? Oh, God, no. Okay. He was like, a, he was a little man. He wasn't even a big man. He was like little and very, um, unassuming like he wasn't someone that would ever scare you right like I was wearing heels the first time I met him and I was taller than him and and I remember like looking down at he and Gilan, like you know and I'm not very tall so right. um, he was um just like very easy on the eyes easy on the soul he did not have their energy at all he didn't have their energy right that, that exhausted you and that um he had he was very okay this is really embarrassing i grieved really badly when he died um 
I haven't had a lot of people that I cared about die. And he was someone I actually loved. I, even though I didn't understand who he was, he was someone at one point in my life I had loved and I grieved. And my sister said she even grieved because he was a human, you know? Uh, Epstein? And yeah. Um, we grieved when he was murdered in prison. Yeah. Um, wow. Epstein would have never taken his own life. He knew that the government covered for him for everything. So why wouldn't they continue? Do you think his bodyguard? Did you ever meet his bodyguard, Igor? No. Okay. Because Igor at one point said, I think in a conversation, I don't know with who specifically that he had, uh, he had help being killed, which I, I interpreted that as he then said he had to end the conversation after the interviewer uh, asked. If I he wouldn't was listen. I'm going to tell you something. I would not listen to anyone who was party to this. Okay. Um, okay. They're all, liar. they're all liars. Okay. So I know the people he surrounded himself with. Unfortunately, right. I was one of them, but only for a year. I saw the people that stayed and they're soulless scum like, Le like knew... guys like leon black and all them all of them including eeyore or whatever the hell his name is all those people oh god the one i'd love to rip his little testicles off is the guy um the guy in florida that was his butler um oh god and his the butler's son destroyed my apartment in new york when i was in ohio epstein gave him the keys to my apartment and he painted the whole thing black, threw away all my antiques and all my art supplies. Oh my and when God. I, home, I didn't own anything, right? I came home to a black apartment. And um, yeah, no, that guy though, he's the biggest scumbag of all. And he knew damn well what, what was happening all along. And he's not in prison. He knew children were being raped in the house and he let it happen. Right. They are co-conspirators. They are all co-conspirators. So, so I don't give any like... freedom. I don't give right. any credence to anything any of those assholes say. I, I want to say to them, well, why'd you let it happen? Yes, right. So you if you, asshole. if I show you my screen here, if you pick up the newspaper one day and you see a headline like this. Oh, he looks disgusting. Have you, so you haven't met him before or? No, that guy was not around Epstein back then. He, he was a Johnny come lately, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I got you. No, because the reason why I, I interpret that as, for example, they say Black Cube, the, the private company that Rose McGowan claims Harvey Weinstein hired to spy on her, blah, blah. These Black Cube guys gave Epstein that, that suicide pill that you bite down on and it's a piece, it's a quick death. That's what many. I don't believe that at all. I'll you tell know? you exactly who killed him. And, and it's just from from I, I you know i could just feel things i don't know if it's psychic i don't know what it is with this sure case. sure right maybe it's maybe it's 26 years of putting my energy into it and i just understand the, things this is the community the guy for who that, killed truly. him is that asshole that they had and i'm sorry about my language but that guy i'm mad about the things that happened because now we'll never get the full truth because epstein isn't here and that's what makes me are you still there yes yep yep oh are you there yep i'm here yep oh, hello shoot. Oh, okay. It cut out for a second. Oh, sorry. sorry. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Okay. So I was just going to say, um, oh God, the uh, guy, his cellmate. yeah, the guy who was his cellmate is being, okay. The woman who's representing Gillen Maxwell in court is also representing the cellmate. This guy. Yeah. That guy killed him. Holy shit. Particularly He definitely killed Epstein. Why would you stick that guy in a cell yeah. with a pedophile when you know he's already killed police officers? Right. No, no, he did it. It has nothing to do with Black Cube. And Rose McGowan can go sit on her delusions. She also says her dad was CIA. So really? Wow. What yeah. the heck? She wow. has 30 
stories. So they're all cool. very uninteresting. And, and one, one final, final thing before we end it, uh, Joe, Joe Rogan, uh, as, a, as, as an Epstein survivor, what do you think of him? Have you, have any of um, the actual survivors been? No, I asked him, I wrote to him and I love Joe Rogan. I, I wrote to him and I said, dude, you need to interview Virginia Roberts. Never Did heard you? back. I wrote to him again and said that. And then Bobby Capucci wrote to him about me that he should interview me. And he did discuss my art, but no, he never, he never had anyone on. He hasn't brought up our case. Rogan, uh, Rogan discussed your art, you said? Yeah, he did. Oh, that's right. He discussed right, yeah. the sea tiles. Yeah, the, the drawing that um, boys bought. Yeah. Because I was going to say Rogan would be a place for someone like yourself or Virginia to go. Why? I know. I want Virginia on there because Virginia's story is more like, okay, here's a good example. Like on Twitter, I have 14,000 followers. That's right. it. It just never, it just capped out, you know, after they got rid of half of the world. Then I, I think only they're had doing that. something to your, I think they're shadow banning your account, by the way. They are shadow banning it. But with Virginia, she has like 70,000 people she can reach. Mm. And I want her to reach the most, you know, with her message. She also has, Brad helped her set up this amazing um, company to help children and to help victims of, you know, who've survived. Right. And uh, so she's really, you know, working on this. I would love for her because then she could talk about those platforms on Joe Rogan. I feel like if I went on there, all I would have to do is talk about negative things because my, I don't. I don't feel anything positive about any of this. The FBI, I don't feel we're going to get any justice. If Gilan's put away, fine. Why aren't the rest of them put away? Right. Why is Sarah Kellen living in a penthouse in Manhattan? Yeah, she's still I, I in. Would, the, I would yeah. like to ask the effing BI, why is Sarah Kellen still on the planet? I mean, she's, she's twice as bad as Gilan. Why isn't she in prison too? Why is right. Rena O considered a victim when she victimized for Epstein? Why isn't she in prison? You know, why isn't Claire Hazel in prison? Yeah. Not only out of the castle, but I don't know. I just have a really hard time with it. So I feel like I'm sort of a negative when it comes to this case. I don't feel, I've just watched for 26 years, nothing happened and all the cover-ups. And now I watch the cover-ups continue. And now they've got one scapegoat they murdered. And another scapegoat that yeah. they'll definitely murder if if they haven't, you know. I mean, if they if she's still in, if she's even in prison, if she's not in Trump Towers or wherever the hell. This is why know? when you said on that Peacock documentary, it yeah. really made me think. Before I even reached out, before I was even so grateful enough that you that you even responded, you said, "Don't I don't uh, I please forgive me if I don't believe that Galen's not in that that prison." And for a second, I go when I heard that, watched that the first time, I'm like. Yeah. What? And then as I started speaking to you and, you know, listening to the conversation you had with Whitney, I'm like, oh, yeah. my God, she might not be there. Yeah, who knows? I mean, we haven't seen pictures. Right. I would love to see a photo, not a draw, a bad, bad, bad drawing, a court drawing. That black oh eye picture was weird as hell. I know that was so weird. That was like so you couldn't even tell she could be in in, in, uh, in Cancun for all we know. Yes, with that picture. like she could be anywhere. Yeah. Um, and so my sister saw her because Annie is one of the, you know, people to be testifying and Annie saw her, but only in it allegedly in a courtroom in an orange jumpsuit, but we don't know where she was. And, right. you know, with that criminal lawyer, she has that woman, I can't remember her name, like Feinstein or something. The woman representing Gilan, um, that's also representing Tartaglione. How is that not a conflict of interest? 
no one even know. I didn't even know that till you said right now. Yeah. Like, yeah, you need to, you need to delve into that. It's bull Oni that it's happening. And all of it has been baloney, like all of it since the beginning. And I guess once the FBI lies to you three times, you don't believe them anymore. Right. You know? Yeah. So that's yeah. where I am in life. And I now know it goes much deeper because now I understand that it's not a government problem. It's a world problem. And I knew that when with the Epstein ring, there are so many overlaps with um, the World Economic Forum as well, right. with all those little asses running around declaring how we're going to live and what we're not going to own. A lot yeah. of those people are pedophiles. So I feel like um, th those in control, uh, we need to overturn them. <laughs> Whatever their energy is, we need to change it. <laughs> Epstein, Epstein used to sit on the Trilateral Commission. Do you believe, uh, are you of the belief that he was representing Wexner on that commission? Um, I have no idea, probably. Okay, okay. Just, yeah, sorry, just curious. I mean, yeah. just everything. Look at all the weird, creepy people that hung out with him. They're up to something very nefarious. Right. They weren't hanging out with him because he had such a great reputation. He was a pedophile. So why were you hanging out with him? Did yeah. You, one, so I'm so sorry. I just wanted to ask the, anything else you heard about, I know Epstein told you about the New Mexico ranch being his own personal project, but anything you heard about there being underground labs with eugenicists and experiments, anything like this or no? Oh, well, that was a, I mean, New Mexico, Zorro was a eugenics eugenicist lab that's what he wanted he he wanted to have um you know he had all those eugenicist friends like bill gates yeah for this purpose and Guillen had told me that he wanted to use my sister for making babies and we were so stupid that we didn't do it what oh my god die i mean i'm just like lord almighty yes and then later um virginia was told the same thing so they would try and guilt trip so, you guys and say, oh, look, Jeffrey was going to have his kids with you. Now, no, they were saying you were too stupid. You could have had his children and had it made. You know, can you imagine anything creepier? I mean, it's absolute slavery. Oh it's a nightmare. My God. Did you did you happen to uh, see or uh, an, the, the alleged lab underneath the property or? Um, no. Okay. Okay. I'm just, just curious. Cause apparently the, the lab was there and the Bill Gates is eugenicist that, 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 uh, that, that particular gentleman seen in the picture with Epstein and Gates, the one who Epstein said he put him in his will. And then that, yeah. that eugenicist said he was shocked that he, cause he never knew Epstein. You think that's bullshit? Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Bullshit, okay. Bullshit. Okay. Yeah. You know, another thing about all these schools like MIT and Harvard and the New York Academy of art, they all took money from Epstein. Right. And the millions, the millions they took, they created their own charities and gave it back to themselves. They didn't give it to us. They didn't give right. it to the survivors. Like I totally thought, well, they're going to have to give us that money because obviously, you know, they took it and they're ashamed. Nope. Even when a gun's held to their head, they still give it back to themselves. Holy shit. It's like the, the money means more to them than themselves in some like. What? It's more than it's everything to them. Money is everything to these low vibe creatures. Holy shit. I know. I know. And do you do you think speaking of low vibe creatures, entities, all that, do you think Spotify picking up Rogan's podcast has lessened like your chance or Virginia's chance of going on? Or you're not sure? Like, I mean, because some people speculate, know. right? Like Spotify yeah. silenced him. In other cases, some people say no. Like I don't know. It's like they're picking on him now, though. It's really right. uncool. I yeah. mean, it's 
you know, he wants to get rid of a flu or head cold, however he wants to do it, he should be allowed. I know that I took those medications to, I'm going to tell your audience, this is unbelievable. This is why they're outlawing these medications. I was on, um, okay, I, I was really, really sick for 20 years following my assault. And I had very, very um, bad energy, like not not like they have, but low energy, you know? Um, I, I couldn't do anything. I had extreme fatigue. And the doctors would look at me and say, you look perfectly healthy. Well, it ends up I had two slow growing cancers, but mm-hmm. we didn't know until later. And one of them was a lymphoma that grows very slowly. And we know when I had it because that lymphoma affects the cancer sites if you drink alcohol. And back when I was in my late 20s, I had a glass of champagne with my husband and I fell over. We thought I had a heart attack. And oh, it's because the cancer, and I never drank again. I haven't had anything to drink since then um, because it was so extreme that I right. thought that I went to the hospital and they said, you're allergic to alcohol. Don't ever drink it again. And I was like, oh, I won't. That was so painful. Well, I found out later that it was cancer, but what happened is we took scans and then the doctors went in there and did a thoracic surgery and couldn't get enough tissue, enough of the, of the cancer or lymph nodes. And so they said, yeah, it's coming back that it's not anything. So we're just going to watch it. Well, that was when I went off of two things. I went off of ivermectin and hydrochloroquine. And the reason I went off is because the doctor realized oh, we thought you had lupus, but you have cancer or some kind of tumors. So we don't need to keep you on the hydrochloroquine anymore. And the ivermectin was just a safety measure for autoimmune disease. Right. I went back six months later and my chest all the way up my throat was full of tumors. Full. Oh my God. So you think- Ivermectin and hydrochloroquine both kill cancer. And the doctors know this. And I talked to a doctor at a major hospital. It's actually Rockefeller Cancer Center. (laughs) Yuck. And I talked to the doctor and I said, so you guys know that hydrochloroquine prevents cancer growth? And they said, oh yeah, everyone knows that. We didn't even talk about the ivermectin. I was so shocked. I'm like, why in the world isn't it used to treat cancer? Why are we giving people death? stuff did you, did I mean, you ask I, him why the, 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 it's not spoken of more and did he no reply? i was in shock actually i was in shock oh. yeah and um yeah so <laughs> oh my gosh well i mean yeah, it's pretty crazy that's a great i mean i i would if i could say for the for the audience and for all that that's a that's a great way to to sort of wrap it all up but i mean I, I just, is there, before we, we close this off, is there anything else that you wanted to, to, to get? <laughs> I mean, when you see the studies and the numbers coming out now, you see the natural, the whole, you know, natural. It's always immune. been a scam. Right. It's always been a scam. I mean, they figured it out. You, you don't invent a vaccine for something three years before the thing is invented, the mm. disease, right? right? And you don't, you have to isolate something to know if that virus, I'm not saying there are a lot of viruses on the planet. I don't know if there are or not. I just know that um the flu has never been made so famous that i you know what that's a great way to end it off if you ask me if you want <laughs> okay. my uh, if you want my my opinion but um is yeah if, if if you would like if you want to tell the audience where they could find you on twitter um if you're if you'd be interested um sure, I, sure um, doesn't yeah i think it's an embarrassing name it was supposed to be artistic whistle 
and I put in artistic whistleblower and they came up with artistic blower. So it sounds like I'm really good at something that I'm not good at. <laughs> oh my God. Is that, is that, I didn't even notice that. Is that what it is? Oh, it's so embarrassing. Yes. oh man. I'm so, oh man. That's unfortunate. Oh, so <laughs> at least they'll know, they'll know that it's you and <laughs> when they yes, see the, yes. the username, but yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> Mar Maria, I really, really cannot okay. thank you enough. This thank has you been, so much. This uh, you guys an, are great. An honor <laughs> and, and, and a pleasure. And, and you're more than welcome to our Zoom calls to uh, oh, not just cool. to come back for this, but if you ever want to tune in to anything that we have on our member side, uh, you're more than welcome. Oh, that's so great. Thank you. Thank you so much, Maria. Okay. Take right, care.